Hey, this is Dr. Tom Rogers at 5 at 5 at Performance Medicine. What this is is a weekly show, Wednesday afternoon at 5 o'clock. Um, it's live. It's meant to have you ask me questions, anything you want medically, and I'll answer your own questions. So really, this, this is like my last five patients of the day, so I'm excited. Um, if you want to submit questions during the week, all you do is direct message to Facebook or email us at ben at performancemedicine.net. Now, we've got a, a bunch of good questions today, five in fact is all, but uh, this is a good chance for you to ask me questions and hopefully get some great advice on what to do about different anything, any different thing you want to ask me, you can ask me. Um, so the first question is, what do I do to combat obesity? My weight is like a roller coaster. Um, well, the first thing you need to do is have a thorough workup as to why you weigh what you do. Uh, obesity, is a, which is a metabolic disorder, it's actually a disease in itself, is not simple. There's many factors for obesity. And, for example, the food choices, obviously, but also the timing of the food um, and stress, hormones, genetics, um, sleep. Um, so it's, it's a very complex question, and what I try to do, because I, about half of what I do is really designed to get people leaner and more healthy, which will protect them against everything and make them feel better about themselves. But um, So it's a very complex thing. You know, As you know, I do a lot of hormone work with thyroid, adrenals, um, I work with a lot of stress. There's a lot of stress eaters out there, a lot of um, people that binge eat. And then, you know, once I look at and see what you're eating, and, and um, my nutritional plan is mostly lower carbohydrate mixed with some intermittent fasting. But it's complex. People are different. That's why one formula doesn't work for everybody. Uh, but I can tell you one thing, calories in do not equal calories out. So it's complex. Come and get a workup. Get on your way. A lot of people require medications to keep weight off, like I talked about last week. But it doesn't have to be a roller coaster. You know, the idea is to get your weight off and then have me teach you how to maintain a leaner weight loss. And sometimes it includes taking medications for the rest of your life. Life is not fair. Your beanpole buddy may eat twice as bad as you do and weigh half what you do. So it has nothing to do with laziness. Poor food choices, a lot of times, yeah. But So it's a complex issue. Um, you, need a, you need a workup for this, a metabolic workup, including hormones, which not only are estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, but a detailed thyroid analysis, adrenals, insulin resistance numbers, and um, things like that, body fat analysis. So um, I hope that helps you. Um, come see us on that one. Um, the second question, vitamin C, which everybody's taking right now, or they should be taking to prevent 
viruses from overtaking your body. And plus, it's really on my daily vitamin list. It's really high on my list. And during this time of the COVID-19 outbreak, of course, I've doubled my intake of vitamin C and D. But the question is, I have a sensitive stomach. You know, what's the best form of vitamin C to take? And uh, I just happened to pick this up off my shelf in my lobby. Get a buffered vitamin C. This is a powder. And it actually contains 4,000 milligrams in one teaspoon. That's a lot. I'm just taking 2,000. So um, the buffered vitamin C is ascorbic acid. Okay? Um, so that's the form I like. It's very well tolerated. You know, vitamin C, if you take too much of it, it could give you an upset stomach or diarrhea. But vitamin C is very protective against a lot of things, including ulcers. If you take vitamin C every day, you're much less likely to get an ulcer caused by a bacteria called H. pylori. So vitamin C is very antibacterial, antiviral. It's a great vitamin. You need to take vitamin C daily, especially right now. Um, so I hope that helps you. And plus, you know, if you're having problems with your stomach, you know, it, it may mean you have a a problem with your microbiome, your gut bacteria, which is very important in every autoimmune disease. So, you know, we need to start thinking about why your gut gets upset with certain foods like maybe glutens or lactose. And again, everybody's different on this too. So come in for a workup on your gut and we'll try to uh, get you balanced with your gut biome, which is very important in your overall health, from your brain to your stomach um, to your nerves. Gut health is important. I always start there. If I have somebody come in with an autoimmune disease, or they just don't feel good. I always ask, well, how's your gut work? 90% of the time is, no, I have, I have stomach problems. I have bloating, gas, diarrhea, constipation, reflux. So that needs to be sorted out. But anyway, so get a buffered vitamin C if you can. Um, okay, next question. What's the difference between a BMI, which we measure, it's a crude measurement for how big you are, obese you are, versus a new smart BMI calculation? Um, it's, it's interesting. The BMI is really a very poor measurement to, to tell you about obesity. That's the one that says if you're 20 to 25, you're, you're normal. If you're over 25, you're overweight. If you're over 30, you're obese. 30, over 35, morbidly obese. Uh, over 40, severely obese. Um, all this is is a measurement with your weight and your height. So it's really a very poor measurement of um, how healthy you are. They've come up with a new thing called a smart BMI calculator that factors in um, not only your, your height and your weight, but also um, your gender, your age, and your race, and a few other questions um, about types of food you eat, etc. But it's, it's pretty good. It's still not the best measurement. Um, and smart BMI, you just look it up on your Google and you can put in some numbers and they can tell you right there what it is. But, um, but better, I think, is a waist-to-hip ratio, body fat percentage, um, or skin calipers. You know, you, want, you really want low abdominal fat. Um, you know, because the typical BMI or even your smart BMI don't tell you how much muscle you have. 
So you may, you may have a six foot four, 250 pound linebacker that has 4% body uh, fat and they'll say is morbidly obese. So I'll look at the other indices to look at that. So, um, but certainly the smart BMI is better than the plain BMI. Why America was such a technologically sophisticated country still uses that, I don't know. Maybe it has to do with the insurance companies and, you know, they get some advantage by this. But um, it's a totally crazy way to look at if you're obese or not. Um, okay, so question number four. What's the best type of carbohydrate? Good question because I do recommend most people eat less carbs if they want to lose weight. To me, it's more about the carbs than it is the calories. Um, and, you know, in raising two diabetic children, I realize that over the many years we've done that. And most adults that are obese are insulin resistant, so they need lower carbs. Um, of course, the complex carbs are the best ones like vegetables, except beets and potatoes. Those are too starchy. Um you want to get a lot of fiber. Some fruits are good, mostly the berries, um, but also grapefruit. Don't take it right around when you take your medicine. Maybe an apple a day, but avoid bananas for sure. Bananas are not good for you in many ways, especially because they can mess your hormones up. But try to avoid melons and grapes and mangoes. They're just too sugary. And it's fructose, which in some ways is worse than glucose. So, And that's why high fructose corn syrup, the man-made version of sugar, is worse than the old cane sugar we used to use back in the 60s when I grew up. That's why there's a lot more obese patients around there. So um, there are good forms of um, better forms of carbohydrates for sure. Um, and fiber is always good for you, for your gut. Um, question number five. Really, two questions in one. These are allergy questions. Right now, you know, everybody's confused because they say, am I having these springtime allergies or am I having COVID-19? Well, you know, usually it's springtime allergies. If you have sniffly, runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, and maybe a dry cough, maybe worsening of your asthma. But uh, those things don't have fever, and you don't get typically real short of breath with it or muscle aches with that, or loss of um, taste or smell, usually, um, which can all be hallmarks of the COVID-19. Um, but anyway, um, so should I, the question really is, the first question, should I continue my weekly allergy shots because I, I sometimes get reactions to them? Um, you know, if you've had a a full workup and you're on allergy shots a lot of it depends on number one how long have you been on them number two is are they helping you you know so if if they're not helping you after you've been on them a year or two i wouldn't take them personally um because they can be dangerous take it from a guy who's had an a anaphylactic shock from an allergy shot back when i was in medical school um, at that time they let you give them to yourself at home almost killed me really but I never took another allergy shot, of course. But um, so if you do um, get allergy shots, make sure it's with a board-certified allergist, and you get the shots in the office with observation, with the epi kits around, of course. But um, so it just depends on how long you've been on them, and you know if they're working for you. <laughs>
if and if you get in a reaction with them, I wouldn't do it. I just I don't, that's not cool with me. But um, another question in that same vein uh, was, you know, my eyes are red and itchy right now. They're watery. I'm trying to keep my hands out of my face. You know, what kind of allergy eye drops can I use? I have high blood pressure. Same thing goes if you had glaucoma. You don't want to use certain um, allergy eye drops, mainly the decongestants, the ones that have pseudoephedrine in them. Avoid those. If it says decongestant and you have um, either glaucoma or high blood pressure, don't use them. Really, those are the ones that mainly get the red out of your eyes anyway. And those and it's for a very short period of time. Then you get refractory redness that comes right back. So, you know, I prefer the um, antihistamine drops. One called All Away is pretty good. It's over the counter. You know, it won't interfere with that. And uh, I do like that one. There's also some Claritin I and things like that. You can take an oral medication like Claritin or Zyrtec or Allegra without the decongestant part in it that also will help your eye symptoms as well. Uh, and some uh, nasal sprays like uh, the nasal steroids like um, Flonase um, is probably my favorite, although they take a while to start working. And, and with Allaway, you can get relief in about three minutes. They may sting your eye a little bit at first when you put them in, but I think that's a pretty safe one for the most part. So, um, do and the thing about it, of course, clean your hands and try to keep them out of your face. And if you have to use a, a sterile tissue, you, know, you can use that. But um, treat the symptoms so that your eyes aren't always watering. And, and the, the eye is just a symptom. It's a systemic thing. So, um, and see if your contacts are bothering you too. Um, sometimes we don't like you to put drops in your eyes if you have contacts in there at the time. So um, all great questions. Um, I hope to do this every week, every Wednesday at 5 o'clock. Remember to submit questions during the week. And um, next week, you know, we're, we're getting – I'm hoping we're turning the curve with this COVID-19. And by next week, we're going to know a whole lot more so I'll be glad to field any questions on anything, but especially next week on COVID-19 because there's a lot of cool stuff around the corner on it. And I think we're finally seeing the light at the end of the tunnel where we can relax just a little bit. We need to still social distancing and things like that, but people are becoming a little less um, scared about it overall. So next week, if you want, we can talk a lot about that because I think things are going to start opening up and I'm very optimistic about that. So it's been great. Um, last patience of the day. Um, email us or contact us or direct message us with your questions that, uh, next week and we'll have another great session. Thank you. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.